Hello, everyone, and welcome to State of the Realm, your weekly Final Fantasy XIV podcast. Or as I said last week, weekly Final Fantasy XIV podcast. This week, we have a trailer to talk about, and we have patch notes to talk about. And next week will be another Friday show. I'm saying it at the beginning because for the last week, I've been being asked about it because I said it at the end of last week's show. But anyway, to do a show, we need people. I'm one of them, Mr. Happy. You guys, you guys know. But Sly's not here today. For a very important reason, he's currently hunkering down through Hurricane Florence, as he is in the Carolinas, and as such, he is without power. Please send him your energy and all my best wishes and best hopes to anyone who is dealing with Florence currently or the aftermath of Florence in the coming days and weeks and however long it may take with whatever happens. I've not heard the greatest of things, but Sly says he's fine, just some rain, no wind, uh, no, nothing really that bad. But that doesn't mean I'm alone this week. Our guest for the week has now been bumped up to co-host. You may know him from Gamer Escape. You may know him as a Raffle Dragoon. I just call him Fusion. How you doing, Fusion? It's true. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. I'm doing uh it's I'm, I'm doing good. It's been a busy week. It's about to get a lot busier next week. Yep, yep. Yeah, I mean we got we got patch 4.4. We thought it was gonna be this week. <laughs> yeah. It's not, so we'll just gotta but, wait. But there's some some interesting stuff in the notes, so yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. Some very interesting little little things, if you read them, that you might pick up on. So a- absolutely. Before we get started with the four point four stuff, uh, I'm gonna do a few announcements. But before I even do that, um, for anyone who may not know, it is your first time ever being on it is, State yeah. of the Realm. Only took 179 episodes. How many? How many of uh, <laughs> how many of the Gamer Escape ones have I been on? I think two. At least two. There was uh, what EU Fan Fest app. Yeah, and maybe one other. I feel like that there was one that was audio getting... only, and there was one that was video. Oh, the when that that one winter my when my virtual audio cables thing messed up, or was that yeah. the? Yeah, yeah. No, that's... no, I think there were two different ones. Those were two different, yeah. Yeah. So why don't you explain to everybody who you are and why why you here? How did how did you get on the show? What did you? You do? invited me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I am I am Fusion X, also known as the AKA Raffle Dragoon, AKA AKA. Um, I do. I'm the content and podcast producer over at Gamerscape.com. Um, I host Eighth Right Radio, which is uh, going to be celebrating its nine-year anniversary um, uh, next Saturday on the 22nd. Uh, we have a post over on Gamerscape for details on that. We're going to be giving away some really cool stuff, including a signed Primal CD. So make sure to check that out if you are interested in that. Um, but yeah, I've been doing all of this stuff, kind of stuff. Uh, started with Eleven uh, about 12 years ago now. Uh, so yeah, I've been at it for a while. Uh, I've known. Mr. Happy here for a while, and we did our uh, letter from the producer live, uh, like co-op stream, I guess you'd call it, from uh, from the hotel at PAX a couple weeks ago. So, uh, yeah, it's good to be here. It's good to have you. And that was a, that was a good plug. A lot of times, I let people plug themselves, and they just go, ah, ah. I kind of, I kind of just repeated what I said from our our Coupocon panel. It was basically like that kind of elevator pitch. Yeah, I mean, some, you just got to get used to it, you know? You yeah. got to do yeah. it over and over again until it's... Somebody it's, asks, it just rolls rolls right off the tongue there. 
second nature. Yeah. Uh, so before we get into that, now that he's had the opportunity to more formally introduce himself, just a reminder, we do have those monthly Steel Series giveaways. Those are under the YouTube videos for all the State of the Realms. It updates uh, monthly, and the winner gets a prize sent, and it's, and it's all good. It's free stuff because they sponsor my channel. So you guys want free stuff, then you go to the YouTube uh, description video of the videos, and you click on that link, and you enter. Uh, the other thing is, of course, we want to thank our patrons. Uh, we're going to just do a general thank thank you right now because the show is going to be a pretty long one. Uh, just shout out to our supporters over on Patreon. Uh, we have plenty of you, and you're all going to get named in the later part of the show towards the end, but thanking you here at the beginning as well. Now with that, people are tired of listening to our announcements, um, so we have something a little more exciting for them to start the show. Uh, we have a trailer. Heck Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we're going to watch the patch 4.4 trailer here in a second. Um, you and I, unfortunately, did not get to see this under the, the pretenses that we wanted to. Because when we, did yeah. that, when we did that live stream together, we were kind of like, yeah, we can't wait to see the trailer because we're going to get to see the trailer. We always get to see. And there was no trailer during the live letter, unfortunately. So sad. So sad. Uh, but we get to watch it now, and it's a really good one. It is. I love this trailer. So what do you say we let them enjoy the trailer and we'll be back in three minutes and 31 seconds to talk about it a little bit? Sounds All good. Right. All right. Let's do it. Let's go. friends both old and new pray accept my heartfelt thanks for your generous invitation talk is rife that doma has summoned a primal and the empire's more liberal voices are being drowned out in the fearful clamor for retribution and it's as we feared that is his soul. To have the people I hold dear struck down before my eyes and be powerless to help them. That, that I cannot bear. Tenzin! Tenzin, tis I! Sheathe your sword, I beg of you! Place. 
Oh, that's adorable. It's a little, uh, little, little smiley face there. Yeah, look at the little smiley face on the Mac symbol at the bottom, everybody. He's so happy. They're like, hey, they made a game for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just what the Mac symbol means in general. So that's uh, that's that's all that is. That's just why it's there in the first place. Yeah, that's 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 a dope trailer. I could watch that trailer a million trailer. times. That music, man. Like, there's... Oh. Sokin's the man. Always the man. <laughs> so good. And this is, and I'm looking forward to that trailer because that was, I'm used to trailers just having Sokin's remastered stuff the last, like, several throughout the expansion. Uh, and this was one where he got to kind of shine, remix some old ones that he's worked on. Suzaku's theme shines through yeah. there. So and it, I, so, it sounds like that might be used in Japanese, too. It was hard to, it's hard to tell. Don't ask me. I'm, I'm yeah, the worst person yeah. to ask that. Uh, um, so, yeah, what do you, what do you, so... Obviously, the trailer has been a pretty hot topic. Now, there's one in particular we're not going to dive into it, specifically regarding the bosses in the later half. I think enough has been said about that in the previous weeks of State of the Realm that we kind of <laughs> just need to let fate take its course on this one and see what transpires over the remainder of Omega and into the foreseeable future. Can we agree on that? Yeah. I've already looked dumb <laughs> once. I don't need to do it to myself again, I think, is the ultimate lesson I've learned here. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we won't be talking specifically about some of the bosses that are shown more so than just stating what they seem to be. But what the hell is even going on? I think this is the first trailer I've just, I, I, I really can't find red herrings and I really can't tell what is a red herring and, and what the hell I have. I'm lost. Like I love everything I saw, but I'm lost. I don't know if you've made any sense of it for yourself I, at this point. My biggest takeaway, I feel like Alpha's going to die. Yeah, I think we all kind of saw that coming. Though. Like, he's running, he has a tear, like, that's the sacrifice play, and then you see somebody holding a feather that disappears. I think that's it. I think he's out of here. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see a way in which Alpha survived this in it, since the beginning. No. The yeah. Alpha and the Omega is the beginning and the end, so that's... Yeah. That's, it can't really be any other way. It's it's he's he's a machination of Omega. Maybe maybe they that's the red herring. He does live. Maybe mm. that's maybe Omega finally understands humanity and wants to and wants to grow up in an <laughs> in a humane world as a living yes, organism. I'm sure, I'm sure that's exactly what so it he is. passes yeah. his will on to Alpha, and Alpha continues on working under <laughs> the Garland Ironworks. That's a solid. That's a solid theory. 
Listen, that dude's got too many questions, so he's 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 all about that knowledge bomb. That's what he's all about. He's about challenge and knowledge. Those are the two things he wants to understand. I'm I'm more curious about the later half though, uh, where we start seeing things go kind of crazy regarding the, prota- uh, the I say the protagonist because I've been saying it with Dragon Quest XI, uh, the Warrior of Light. Yeah, uh, just almost like an out of body vision. There's some happening. weird like echo stuff going on there. I think. Yeah, and even people who aren't Echo Blessed are just like, ugh, ugh, like freaking out over something that we have we can't even begin to comprehend. Yeah, I don't. I'm curious. Well, you know, they also say uh, in, in, earlier in that trailer that uh, they're accusing Doma of summoning a primal. Yeah, and so I, I don't That's know Tsukiyomi. if this is. Yeah, and yeah. so it's like okay, so now they're trying to place blame on them. Is is there going to be some other primal that pops up that they're maybe trying to to do something with? I mean, we've already seen uh, the Ananta when they when they came in with uh, Lakshmi when they were having that meeting in Alamigo. Is something going to happen when the, or or is the alliance is getting together? Yeah, I I have a feeling that's going to be a really big event, no matter what. When we see it, you can even tell that there's you know the. The people who don't seem to be being affected by whatever this vision sort of happening is, uh, they appear to just be worrying about the other people sitting across from them that all seem... It seems like all the Scions in particular are the ones that are coming across this problem. So it's... Poor poor Robon sitting in that room. He's like, man, the last time I was in here, I lost an arm. I'm not liking where this is going right now. (laughs) He doesn't like Gavin. He doesn't like banquets. Ralwan yeah. doesn't like banquets. Yeah, that's that's specifically what uh, what he's against there. They never have enough of those many hot dogs, and I always lose a limb. <laughs> well, I mean, they got to make the hot dogs out of something. So, oh, yeah. ouch! They, yeah, there you go. There's this. He went to the. They went to the Sweeney Todd School of making of making. <laughs> there you go. Of making food. There you go. Uh, so yeah, we have those events going on. Um, Suzaku being there. Now, I haven't gotten to pick your brain about this at all. Uh, it's a topic slime. I have kind of beaten to death because as a final fantasy 11 player obviously the four lords kind of this being a far better version of these characters by the way whereas in final fantasy 11 they were just like yeah dude i'm trade me a couple rocks and i'll well, fight yeah, that's, you that's the thing right and in 14 they are actually characters in, yeah. in 11 they were just like a monster that you spawn you're like all right we killed it whatever nobody cares but um yeah i i really raised an eyebrow uh when they show off suzaku in the trailer because she's talking uh about tenzin um, and it's like, oh, okay, like, what's this history? Because obviously, I mean, we already know that Tenzin has a relationship with, with the Floor Lords, but it sounds like it might be a little more personal with, with Suzaku a little bit. Um, so I'm really looking forward to, to what's going to be going on with that. Well, one of the big things is, you know, we're approaching, we're in patch 4.4. I don't think many of us are expecting a 4.6. As much as Yoshida has no. said, he, he said, you know, if we wanted to, we could absolutely do like a 4.6 or a 4.7. There's no reason we need to stop at a 4.5. But that's more of a we can do it, not necessarily we will do it. So a lot of us are operating prediction-wise under the assumption we won't have a 4.6. So with that, we've we've encountered three of the four lords. Genbu is the last boss in Hell's Lid, Biako in 4.2, and now Suzaku in 4.4. Um According to what we keep seeing from all the NPCs, Koryu's not going to be prevented. We just need as many yeah. of the four lords in at full strength as we can possibly have by the time he gets here. Uh, so with that, we only have a major patch left. So what's what's the deal with Seiryu and Koryu? Are you thinking... I'm, I'm wondering if, if it's a two-phase fight, but they're two completely different enemies. You go in, you start fighting Seiryu, something happens, Koryu breaks off, then you have to go fight Koryu. 
See, I'm I'm beginning to take the route now, the more that I see kind of the quest dialogue, um, that we are going to, Koryu is going to be our trial. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Seryu is going to be our trial and Koryu is going to be a solo instance. That's what I'm beginning to think. And they're going to make it like an ultra cinematic one with the four lords joining in the fight. I mean, that's not a bad idea, but it also seems a little anticlimactic, right? Like yeah. through this whole quest. And it's like, all right, here he is by yourself. Have at him. I, I guess... Know. I guess I'm just not as optimistic. I, going back to 2.5, obviously we had the Chrysalis, we had the Final Steps of Faith, we had Odin, um, but we didn't have a standard normal Extreme Primal kind of in that cycle of quests. And um, yeah. with the recent reveal that at FanFest will be fighting a stronger Yojimbo and with most people expecting that to be an encounter in the 4.5 series as well. Um, yeah. I don't I don't think there's room for them to do a normal and extreme for a Koryu and Seryu style thing. They could make Seryu a dungeon and Koryu the trial as well. They could That's absolutely true. do that. That's true. Yeah. Um, they could, you know, I mean, I, I was really surprised when Genbu was in Hell's Lit. I was like, oh, all right. Well, I guess that, that you know, takes one out of the the trial uh, the trial selection. But yeah, I, I mean, it, we could. I mean, it's also, I think, worth mentioning, too, that their development structure, um, while still following a pattern that's been mostly what we've seen this whole time, it is a little different with Stormblood. So maybe they've planned it out to where, okay, maybe there is room for, for them to do another trial. I mean, probably not, but I think it's it's not completely worth ruling out. No, I, I, I agree with with that sentiment. Um, and it wouldn't be, again, it wouldn't be the first thing that kind of surprised us with the number of trials. I think Yojimbo is already kind of a surprise for people. Um, mm -hmm. As long as he doesn't get shoved in the final Ivalice raid like Proto Ultima did. <laughs> Yojimbo was oh. just like, yo, what's up? I'm here. <laughs> Somebody paid me to be here. What's going on, everybody? I'll never I'll never forget. We we had asked, I think it was Anwil or Anonymous um, at a PAX East. We'd asked Yoshida, like, what was up with Ultima? Like why wasn't he a trial and people he, he was like why did people think that i'm like well he was in a trial when you premiered him at fan fest why wouldn't we think that uh, oh well and all i mean they didn't sound like they made too new, too many new assets for that though they, they just stuck us yeah. on one of the islands and as that's true that's true but you know you see something you assume oh that's it that's how it's gonna be in the game no. Yeah, it's probably I'm sure they would have if it wasn't a, it would probably more above anything else a reward structure problem for a 24 man you know trial well, on its own it's 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 reward and i think it's just the fact that it's going to be really hard to get people to key for that eventually yeah. which I, I i totally get yeah uh of course there's as chat's bringing up people think that yojimbo trial is going to be a part of hildebrand i i don't yeah. think they will because it's three expansions worth of hildebrand quest to go through i think i think he'll just be his own thing and that he'll be part of hildebrand i i don't see them actually straight up tying him to hildebrand yeah because i, I want to say didn't they mention like early on that yojimbo was going to be part of that storyline yeah so yeah i mean it'll it'll intersect at some point but i don't yeah i don't know i mean they've gotten a lot better of about accessibility for for content so i don't know if they would put it behind hildebrand they may do something where if you do yojimbo they make a reference to it in the hildebrand quest but uh, i would be surprised if it required it i think yojimbo is literally just going to be chilling and he you're just i don't know you'll pay him to fight you or something like that i don't know <laughs> I just want to yeah. have to pay the guy. I just, dude, if I have to pay to pay anything more than my my fan fest ticket to get in the line there, like if there's someone like it'll be two dollars to stand in line for you, Jimbo. I'll be like, yeah. I I appreciate the loyalty, but I'm doing I'm I'm gonna do my old Final Fantasy ten strat and give you a penny because there I'm not. 
<laughs> I'm not giving you two bucks to fight you. Just. Wasn't terribly impressed with your performance. Here you go. Don't spend it all in one place. There. <laughs> just, just, hand, just, just hand the person at the front of the line a penny and be like, "There." Four more of those, you can go buy yourselves a candy, Mister. There you go. Maybe a stick of gum at this point. Yeah. Um. Was there anything else in the trailer that you thought was particularly noteworthy? Um, I think the the for me the obviously the speech towards the end is kind of the big thing to draw from. But what about you? Um, I think just just overall, it has a really good feel. Um, it's you know we finally get to see um, kind of like the next chapter of stuff. Like we've it, the end of the last patch started to bring us into like whatever the 5.0 arc is going to be. Um, but now we're seeing Doma and Alamico talking with the Aorzian Alliance, so they're getting together. Um, stuff you know talks are happening, things are progressing. Um, I just I, I cannot wait for this story. I really want to see where the story goes. There's the there is the one scene um, when you see not Gaius um, and Alphano and his little group. Um, they find that like camp of like all the dead people. Yeah. Um, and there was a thread on Reddit I saw that I, I liked uh, talking about. There's a quest out in uh, the fringes about uh, a Garlean bioweapon called the Black Rose. Yeah. And it was talking about hey maybe that's this. Um, and so I think that would be that'd be cool to see because we know they there's a mention about the um, the popularis in there as well. I think either in in the trailer or in some of the wording with the stuff that they put out. But I mean, there's it's like Garlean Civil War is happening. I feel like and yeah. I think that's going to be really cool, um, especially being with uh, Shadow Hunter, um, you know, experiencing that kind of stuff. Hey, he's the Shadow Hunter. Then who's the Shadow Bringers? I guess we'll find out in what two two more months. In two more months, yeah. I mean, it's it's rapidly approaching. It's already September fourteenth. What two months and two days? Yeah, two months, <laughs> two months and some change. We're we're getting yeah, we're, we're getting right real there. close. It's it's a lot closer than people think. Time does fly when you're anxiously anticipating another expansion announcement. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's all about that text at the end. Um, as much as we want to believe Garlemald is is going to be more at the forefront here, it seems the Asians are going to be more at the forefront. Of 5.0 yeah. and their influence specifically on Garlemald, as well as their their I guess their part in the Garlean Civil War, which is no doubt an Asian machination no, as sure. well. Yeah, I'm so. I'm really looking forward to that because it's it's been a while since we've seen Asians. They've kind of like taken 4.0 off, um, and it's even in in 3.0 or 3.x, it was like they would stumble in every so often, you know, um, and it's just. I, I always thought that their story was interesting. And that, that's kind of like the Final Fantasy XIV story, right? Is the Asians and Zodiac. And it's been really quiet on that front. So I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of getting back into that with with our, our good buddy Shadow Hunter and uh, seeing what happens. Just call him Gaius. It's, it's so much shorter. To, it's so much it is, shorter yeah. to call him Gaius. Everybody knows. If that's not Gaius, I think we'll all be pretty shocked. Right. Like, I'm almost at the point where I'll be like, I'll eat a sock if it's not, but then I'm really afraid to do that because then I don't want to eat a sock. Yeah. Even covered in chocolate, it's just, it's not going to do it for me. Sounds horrible. Well, you can't eat the sock without a condiment of some kind and like a, and like a chocolate syrup. Probably <laughs> like, a, like a chocolate fondue, you just like dip it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's, they're not really going to get any, any better than that. What, do you want a cheese no. fondue? I don't uh, Listen, I'm just trying to make the whole promise of eating a sock even more. You're definitely selling it as it be as being not appetizing whatsoever. Well, so you got you got that down. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Perfect. Oh. Yeah, I could just say I'll eat underwear and then buy edible ones. 
Hey, yeah. There you go. That's cheating, to be fair. I didn't say they couldn't not be made of licorice. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Although, the last thing I need is Mel to get the mail one day and be like, what the fuck? Why? <laughs> <laughs> when are you going to tell me about these? You have made some <laughs> odd assumptions, sir. <laughs> Although, and then I'll just be like, oh, those are for, those are for Saturday. And they'll be like, yeah, what? No, no. Those are for me. You guys <laughs> are for me. Wrong. I need those on Saturday. <laughs> All right. Oh dear! All right. So with, with the trailer out of the way, we've got we've got more questions and answers with the trailer. For me, that's the perfect kind of trailer. A lot of mystery, yeah. a lot of excitement, um, and made me actually for the first time appreciate their new style of trailers since they started doing it. The the not previewing every piece of content thing, throwing a ton of red herrings in there, mixing up quotes yeah. from the story with side quest content. This is the first time where I was like, I'm sold on it. It's a lot of hype. It's a lot yeah. of hype. I'm looking forward to it. But with that, we not only have a trailer to talk about, we have patch notes. Ooh. Oh, boy. And uh, you know these patch notes, uh, you know, I'd say for, for pretty much standard. There, I don't I don't think there were too many curveballs thrown. I think there were a handful of them. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, we can kind of start from the top if we want, but if there's anything in particular that caught your eye... Um, I just I just want to say after joking about feeling the burn, um, since the burn is going to be a, one of the new dungeons, the second uh, MSQ is called Feel the Burn, and I just we had to know that was coming though. <laughs> it's so it's so easy, but yes, I I am glad that it's there. Yeah, I, it's just it's it's it is, and Koji will always take the easy one. He he has some really clever ones. Uh, the the Cobalt one um with ugamaro oh comes yeah to mind but Gosh. i mean when you have one that easy you have to go for you it. have to absolutely yeah and all the rest of the quests are just complete mysteries so uh we well i'm sure there's puns in there somewhere but oh you know what you know what cracks me up about the last quest being hidden let's not lie and act like it's not going to be called prelude to violet Literally, I mean, that's every fair. every that's patch fair. ends with the last quest being named after the yeah. patch. So, <laughs> if it's not, I'll also be surprised. So, uh, we also have our four lords quest with the firebird down below. Yeah, yeah, that's another. I I want that tens in armor so bad. I think you and a lot of people want that. I I feel like that's that's a a finale kind of thing. Like yeah. final quest Corey's dealt with. See, armor. see, look, that's that's how they could make me okay about an anticlimactic like solo Corey instance. Is you get to wear Tenzin's armor after the fact. I would be good with that if that was the reward. I listen. I don't care what they do, but if they don't make Tenzin's armor a reward by the end of it, then you know what people are going to say next. See you on the Mog Station in five point. I look. I'm going to be completely honest here. I would buy it. <laughs> there's not much on the mug station will. Buy. but as an 11 samurai i want that armor hey this tenzin doesn't look like as much of a tool as the final fantasy 11 one <laughs> he, he looks pretty close though they look pretty close this one's this one's less of a tool though okay if you've played final <laughs> fantasy 11 you know what i mean by tenzin being oh yeah a tool. yeah absolutely he's absolutely a brainless not oaf but like incapable of of thinking from for oneself He's very firm in his beliefs. Yeah, and he likes other people to dictate how he should believe in his beliefies. Oh, man. Uh, we have a bunch of quality of life stuff here, of course. Um, they actually did change the uh, Legacy of Alag prerequisites. Yeah. 
for the 24 nice. mans. Yeah, I, I never had an issue with those, and I did them way back when, but mm-hmm. I don't know what it's like to do. I, I can remember waiting for them to pop, but it was never something like outrageous, right? For for waiting it was for like them. 45 minutes when it first came out. You missed it. You missed it for a pretty long time. I, I mean, I, I remember waiting maybe 15, 20 minutes for one. But never, never like a forty-five minute wait. See, you and I played eleven, so fifteen, twenty minutes yeah, in the right. scope in the grand that's scope nothing. of things. Ah, oh, that's nothing. Yeah. I used to wait fifteen, twenty minutes for one monster to respawn to then hope I could get a different monster to respawn the following. Back in my day, it took four hours to kill Kieran, and <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh... I wonder what adjustments that means they make to the other fates, though, because, like, what do you do with those? Do you make them spawn more often now? Because that's almost the, ass backwards. The impression I get is they're not even touching the fates. Well, they, oh, they just... said the location. Oh, so here's the thing. The location's been moved so that the new monsters you have to spawn for the quest itself are probably in the old location. Oh, location. Okay, yeah. yeah. So it's it, largely, it's probably just they're taking it and they're putting it somewhere else. But, lar- I mean, they're still there. You can still do the quest with them if you want. Um. Yeah. I, well, I mean, some of these are also part of daily quests. Like, he's a fire starter is also part of... That's true. I forgot about that one, yeah. The daily quests for Amalja, which is going to come up later because they're finally getting around taking the Realm Reborn Beast Tribe mounts flying. Make them fly. Yeah. The Gubu and the Cavalry Drake. Oh, be able I, to fly I cannot wait for that Gubu to fly. I want to see the animation on that so bad. Okay, so here's the thing. There's only one way they disappoint me with the Gubus. If they just lift up and fly and that's it, then you've ruined my hopes and dreams. I'll never forgive you for this dev team. If you, however, make them helicopter or flap their arms like they're a, a bird and they really can't fly, but they're trying. Like, uh, you ever have you ever seen um, you ever seen Little Nicky? Yeah, yeah. The, the guy in the tree at the beginning. <laughs> I'm just a bird. I'm just a yeah. big bird. If they do that, then I'll also. I would. I would also accept a light distorting cloud underneath the Gubu towards his butt. Oh, assuming um, he's farting? He's farting Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I would fly the hell out of a farting goo boo. Yeah. I, listen, I'm sure it's going to end up as the chat's calling it the elephant float. Where oh. it's the elephant. Yeah, like that's, that's. I think most people are kind of why expecting gotta, that. Why do you got to ruin my expectations like that? But I, I really want either the flapping arm or the helicopter gubu. Or if it's or if it's the legacy gubu, there's just like a, a string from the magic carpet and the carpet's flying and it's just carrying the gubu with it. I don't want to carry all that extra weight. Drop drop that guy. Well, you you're not the magic carpet is. You're it's your Yeah, fine. but then it's going to slow me down. I don't I don't want all that. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't trying to have that. I think they're just I think if you were to ask Koji why these mounts can fly, he's just going to be like, "Dude, wind ether." I don't know how it happened, but somehow they have a second bladder. I just <laughs> just windy thermo it's like listen you, you know you're level 70 now you're gonna be level 80 soon actually assuming they go up to 80 and not some other number like right. 75 hey 11 fans remember that number anyway uh they don't anymore sad face regardless uh there's like yeah that's it just yeah go up all, to level all, 72 all the, all the sneezing that the gubu's done in all these heavens were areas they ended up just sucking in a lot of that wind aether and now they can just whatever there you go uh, Domin Enclave's getting new quest. Uh, that's fine. I'm just gonna keep handing in my trash that I get from Eureka. I I will say like as so you know some people might consider this like non content right where it's just like you just trashed off and you get some stuff right and that's fair. But I 
this is like one of my favorite bits of content that they've done with Stormblood. I've just, I found it really interesting the way that you've, because before, you know, we've had um, Revenant's Toll, we've had Idle Shider, and it's just, okay, each patch, they have a couple buildings added or whatever. Now, now the guy is falling from this edge of the map or something. Um, but with, with the Dome and Enclave, you actually get to contribute and there's a little bit of story involved. And it's just, I don't like, it seems really stupid, but I loved like making stuff and being able to watch the NPCs make paper. I thought that was fascinating. <laughs> I like that the one thing you remember about Idleshire the most is the dude hanging off the cliff. Where is he hanging off from this time? That's that's the one detail. Yeah, I mean, there's there's always a guy. I mean, even in the Domain Enclave, there's a dude hanging off a roof. Like, there's always at least one of those in all of these cities that are always you know progressing as the expansion goes. Right. Right. Um, I think I would feel more the way you're describing if Doman Enclave was more like an Idleshire and more like a Revenant's Toll. Because That's we, fair. we haven't been trained, like this place has been non-existent to us for a whole expansion. And there, we're, there's we're really no reason to go there. Exactly. There's no Tome NPC, there's nothing. And listen, they did already start getting Rowena involved though. And that That's was true. A, that was a mistake. <laughs> that they'll they they'll they'll regret one day, but if Rowena's got her hands in there, who's to say it won't end up that way eventually? But I don't want it that way in five point like four point five, four point five five. I would have wanted it that way like by four point one, four point two, where she's eventually there, and we've kind of all moved over into the enclave. I think if anything, it just goes to show that if you are going to do the whole growing the area like Idleshire, like Remnants told, making it a quest line is probably a more engaging way to go about yeah, that. It, it just, really makes it interesting. And it's just, and especially with the Doma stuff, right? Because part of having Doma in, in Stormblood, it's been a lot about like the culture of, you know, the Far Eastern culture and getting, I mean, like I said, you know, like this is, they're known for making paper. Let's set up some stuff and you can watch them make paper. Like, it's just like little touches like that. I think that are really cool. Well, we'll see what they if they take this lesson into 5.0. I think there I think a lot of Stormblood has had ideas I'd like to see expanded upon in general. Um, even just most recently the rising event with uh, the changes to I guess fate chaining. Um, yeah. I want to see them make more impact on the map with things like that. Uh, the best example I think we have honestly is down by Quarry Mill, that fate where you either have mm. access to that little camp to the north or yep. you don't. And I even would that's expect not to see... very exciting. I would expect to see a lot of stuff of that same kind of vein is, I mean, if, if we are going to Garlevold and we probably are, um, it's for war. Like there needs to be some kind of like a, a conquest ish system, whether that's something completely new or whether it utilizes fates kind of like the quarry mill stuff, you know, who knows, but I think there's, there's gotta be something. I think, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing whatever they have planned for that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like it's too much more on top of the current fates. Cause we have chain fates now. They just yeah. aren't, they're not linked in such a way that the game tells you that they're linked. Like, go from this to this to that to that. Right. Yeah. So, uh, fingers crossed that it, like, it amounts like, to uh, Like Stronghold Fates or something. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, new new classification. Stronghold Fate. Yeah. Um, we also have St. Mosion's Arboretum, the other dungeon. Uh, actually, one of my... I guess one of my more disappointing dungeons, because I had more expectations for it. I really like the original dungeon for what it is, but I wanted to know so much more about it. And mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I got that the last time I was in there. So this is a, a pretty high point for me for dungeons as well. Yeah, and we get to fight the big mighty poo. So there's that. I uh, yeah. I don't even remember. How, I just remember I'm gonna throw my shit at you. Yeah, that's the only part of the song I remember. It's a good song. Shout out to Conker's Bad Fur Day. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is a much cuter version of the Great Mighty Poo, though. As soon as they announced the 
that dungeon with that that screenshot, I was like, man, Final Fantasy XIV X conquers Bad Fur Day. That's the collab I never saw coming. The Corpooker. Hmm. Solid pun. Uh, solid, okay. solid pun. I can appreciate it. I'm just reading it from yeah, Twitch chat. It's, I, I it's didn't good. Do it. Yeah, it's good. That's a good one. I've seen that before. Yeah, I haven't, so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to thank you for that. Um, <laughs> we also have the Shifting Altars of Uznair. You and I got to talk a little bit about this yeah. during the panel. I'm, I'm very excited for the, for the Shifting Altars. I'm, I'm already someone who loves treasure maps, so having this sort of... Uh, a sort of reinvigoration this this is yeah. this is the equivalent of so you look at heaven on high and palace of the dead right how they're essentially kind of like the same thing with like a few things tacked on to heaven on high uh the original Uznair was kind of like that relationship to aquapolis where it was yeah. aquapolis but they tacked on an extra bonus dungeon and a few other random occurrences this is almost like the kind of change I'd like to see from the next deep dungeon in relation to the original. It's still built on the core system. It's still the, the core concept is the same, but it's a, but the result is achieved yeah. in an entirely uh, reinvigorated way. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to this. I, I, I did, the last time I did maps was right after the last change they made, and I only did it for like a few days. I didn't get really back into it, um, but with this change, I'm definitely going to be looking for parties and stuff because I think it'll be really fun to, to try out the new stuff. From, uh, from an interview that came out, uh, there's a bunch of Japanese interviews that were translated over yeah. on the Reddit Discord by Eluna and team. And uh, they said that they are going to be waiting the new shifting altars to have a higher probability than the other one when it first launches, because it's the newer one. Like a 70 to 30 ratio of you getting shifting altars versus the lost canals. Um, which is good, because I don't want to do like 20, 25, 30 yeah. maps and not see shifting altars once. I do want to primarily see the shifting altars uh, but they're adding rewards to old Uznair as well. So either way, I'm just in it for the money, dude. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. We finally money. found out what all the different symbols do. Cause we were, I remember when we were watching this, we were trying to guess, we're like, okay, well, like they're different tiers. There's like that Atamos looking thing. There's an elephant thing. Um, but they got it all laid out here. It's just basically tiers of the kind of like monster you get. Um, there's uh, one of them will summon the uh, Matanga Prince, which is like the big elephant guy. Um, there's, you know, a tumble kicks you out. And then there's the one that will make the, the circles uh, shift. So, so there's some more details about that, uh, about the uh, yellow exclamation mark, the gold exclamation mark. In the uh, interviews that were uh, translated over by uh, over on the Reddit discord, um, apparently it will spawn a boss when you land on that one. And it'll be the it'll be a very, you know, be more powerful, be random. It'll be you know, better rewards. But what happens is because of how much better it is when you land on the yellow exclamation mark, the remaining circles all become either yellow exclamation marks or Atomos. All the other ones are removed from the, yeah. uh, from the list. So it's, it's higher risk, higher reward after you land on that the first time. And that's fun, dude. I want to see this yeah. roulette used in other content. I see this thing, and I think I mentioned it on the PAX West thing. Like, I want to see them slap one of these in... A deep dungeon where you roll it on a floor and it can it can spawn a trap under you or it can give you a magicite or like i don't know just something else to, to spice or it even up a little even bit. like a dungeon take like uh make something that's like old school like toto rock right where you had like your different paths that you could take get to a point in the dungeon hit a roulette one of x amount of doors opens up that's the boss you're fighting you're not going anywhere else just to add a little something. With with ba Battle for Azeroth being, uh, again, having just come out not too long ago, I'm going to refer to Violet Hold. Uh, Violet Hold didn't have a roulette in place, but the bosses that you fought up until the, the final boss were random. So you had to do it multiple. If you want to see every boss, you pretty much had to do it you know, a bunch of times yeah. in order to get everything. 
So I'm okay with that. I'm sure they would probably not want to put in the extra effort for bosses people may very rarely see. Yeah. Uh, or, or people who may experience the dungeon once and feel like they just didn't get to see the whole thing or if they have to cut back on the scale of other parts of the dungeon. I don't know. Um, but I'm okay with them taking ideas like this and applying them to other places in the game. And we know they love to do that. When they come up with a new concept, yeah. a new idea, they love to apply it in multiple places. So the question is, will they with this roulette? Or will this roulette kind of stand on its own? We'll get a new version in 5.0. And then maybe we get... Another one, maybe next time it's a slot machine. It's a giant slot machine, and if you roll all sevens, <laughs> and it just like spits monsters out the bottom or something. The like gold, that. the gold saucer dungeon that nobody saw coming. Literally, this is becoming the gold. <laughs> Solely but surely, this is. That means yeah. we need a jump puzzle one in there somewhere. Oh no, go away. <laughs> the 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 raising platforms of Uznair. <laughs> If you if you thought a lot of people were dropping out of step, steps of faith roulette, wait until you get the jumping puzzle dungeon. And no, I mean it's just Uznair. Oh, just Uznair. Just a jumping puzzle Uznair. I don't know. I don't know how I'd feel about that. I probably just wouldn't do it. Not <laughs> well, intentionally. You would, but Not you wouldn't know is yeah. the thing. Yeah. Hmm. That's it. It's basically... I like the idea of you going into a piece of content and getting random dungeons. I yeah. mean, it's a roulette. It's literally the roulettes we've always had and... It's it's just that it's not a traditional dungeon. It's I, I like that idea. Dungeon. If it's not jumping puzzles, <laughs> oh, but there's a there's an Amalja there. Let's play parlay. You're yeah. Like, Whoa. What if you just <laughs> jump one gap? Then you really hate the guy who misses it, huh? That's 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 the, that's the that's part of the new roulette, right? You get to the end, and it's like, all right, here's the deal. You can either fight the boss, or you can change your job to minor. And play parlay with me. And Listen, we'll it hasn't happens. it hasn't gone great, and it didn't go great in Diadem. I'm not changing the minor anywhere else. Mm. That's that's all I gotta say. Um, updates to Squadron Dungeons, Wanderers Palace Hard Mode, and the Vault. <laughs> Going to be an interesting one for. That's a weird choice. Like all these I love other the Vault. It's not that I don't like the Vault, but when you consider just like the content of the Vault, where it's like you're going up against the knights and stuff. Whereas all these other dungeons are like monsters, right? It feels kind of weird as that being a repeat dungeon for squadrons, like lore wise, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I get what you're saying. But don't we don't I mean, yeah, I guess it's because I know that when we revisit dungeons after we've done them in the main story, the idea is we're using the echo kind of to relive them. Right. Um, yeah. I think that's the lore explanation for us spamming a dungeon that's supposed to have such major significance. Um, they don't have the echo and I don't think we can drag them through it with the echo. So, yeah. It's uh, it's a little bit different. I just I just want to know who am I getting tethered to on the last boss, and will they <laughs> run away from me? Absolutely not. <laughs> They're gonna stand in all the there's. I mean, they just make the squadrons like in. There, in there's some special right? AI in place that pinpoints the exact location of all the intersections of where a normal player wouldn't stand. That's exactly where the squadron NPCs are gonna move to. No, they're just not gonna move. They're just gonna take it to the face. That's it. They ain't gonna be smart enough to do that stuff. That's it. That's it. I don't. I don't trust them for nothing. Uh, you're gonna be able to go up to uh, captain rank with the new flagged mission, Sapper Strike, uh, as well, and that's just gonna raise your company seal maximum to ninety thousand. Yeah. Remember when they said they weren't gonna raise the rank unless they had like a solid piece of content around it? I don't know if squadrons was necessarily the answer we were looking for. I mean, I'm just glad that they're raising it. Like, I can remember going for so long without any kind of increase. And it's just like, so are we ever... It's like, there were, like, Grand Company ranks and Guild has. It's like, so are we ever are we ever getting more of that? Or are we done? Like, what's what's going on with that? Dude, the Grand Companies don't matter anymore, man. 
I, you know, I feel like there might be a little bit more of a push with that in 5.0 potentially. You're, you can be optimistic. I, I, as, as an 11 player, right. The, the idea of conquest comes to mind a lot when I think of, you know, speculating on, on 5.0 and stuff. And it's like that if they wanted to utilize grand companies more in content, that would be the way to do it, but they probably won't. <laughs> uh, I so when I think of Final Fantasy XI and I think of raising ranks, I think I don't think of conquest. I think of assaults, and I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Although to be fair, conquest did have its own ranking system, but that one was dumb as hell in eleven. It was like if you stopped doing it for like a week or you didn't get enough points in a week, you got demoted. It was bad. It was real bad. In Wings great? of the Goddess? Yeah. Oh, I'm oh, talking I'm oh, talking Wings. Yeah, I'm Wing, talking about I'm talking, Wings of the Goddess. You're talking about maze. Yeah, but yeah. no yeah, but that no with the can. outpost teleports and Yeah. Yeah. I, I want my rank decay in PvP. I don't want it in, in Grand Companies. No, I yeah, I totally agree with that. I wouldn't be I wouldn't keep up with any of that. Yeah. Um skipping ahead a little bit, mannequins. Mannequins uh, being added. But only Makote mannequins because reasons. Yeah, I don't know what the reasons are. I know, I, I know they're only doing for, the for whatever reason. You can only get Makote mannequins. I mean, to be fair, Makotes are like the face. Ishtole is like the most popular character over in Japan. So start start where your, your most popular your most popular race is. Is this is this is this where the people start to like get the they buy the Mog Station costume and they just start making like Ishtola shrines in their uh, their houses? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Dude, I'm still waiting on the Mr. Face Mansion where he's got a room that just has ten of them in them, but he also stands in there. But he, we need the yeah, Rogadin right. ones before we can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it is just going to be the Makote. Hopefully they're added at a pace faster than uh, Eggy Glamour it has been. I feel like they, they, they're probably working on all of them, but for the, something stupid happened that they can't figure out or, you know, I feel because why would they release them like that? That doesn't make any sense. So I feel like we'll see them soon. There was just something weird that happened, and that's why uh, we're waiting. Yeah, I, I, I have no explanation. So, I don't, dude. I'm not gonna go in my house, but I am. I'm glad to see that it seems to be a feature that's thought through in most ways. Just functional as a normal mannequin, functional as a way to sell items. Uh, yeah. You can change the pose, and then eventually, once all the races are available, it seems like it's it's outside of only one race being available right from the get go. It seems like it's it's pretty well established for what it's uh what its purpose I'll be, is i'll be really curious to see how many people utilize the the buy set function because this is something that people have been kind of wondering about like how it would work um and essentially you'll be able to browse these sets but you can only buy them off the actual mannequin so when you list them people will be able to see your player name so they have to send you a tell and be like hey man i want to buy it like where can i meet your mannequin <laughs> like that seems a little weird yeah, uh, like I said, we'll have to see. I'm sure there will be changes to it overall, but I didn't expect it to have that feature tied to it at all. So yeah. it's just kind of on top of a feature, the, the primary yeah. feature I expected for them. So I'm not going to complain about a feature I can choose just straight up not to use. And I'm sure a lot of players will choose not. Yeah, I'm, I'm in that same boat. It's like when they announced mannequins and it's like, and then you can also buy and sell sets with it. And I was like, huh? But, but we just, we still get the mannequin, right? Okay, cool. Like whatever else you want to play with, that's fine. I just want the mannequin for a mannequin. Yeah. 
And with the estate tags, I mean, if I guess if you do have like a like a boutique shop, that is an option in there. If you're like role playing yeah. your house, I I can't remember the last time I looked at the list of houses in the housing area. So this isn't going to be something I see, or, or let alone even go into somebody's house. Though I guess looking at the list now would potentially help you decide if you wanted to go visit somebody else's house. But yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, a bunch of additions. They always add items like flower pots, new fish in the aquarium. New of course, fish. as we were talking about jumping puzzles, the new gate, the leap of faith, uh, has come. But a lot of, actually, a lot of gold saucer news kind of came with this whole leap of faith thing between this and the interviews that happened with the Japanese website. So, um, the new gate, and it is a gate. It is not just something yeah. you go do anytime. So it's, you know, those timed events. <laughs> Uh, where you go and talk to an NPC, he teleports you to, in this case, we only have one map so far. They said there'll be more maps in the future. And uh, you jump to the top, and you get MGP for it. You collect trophies along the way, you get bonus MGP, and uh, you just have, like, I think 10 minutes to to do it and get it done. Yeah, I, I will say, though, it was, it was great watching Yoshida try to do this during the, uh, the live stream. So As somebody funny. that doesn't like jump puzzles, that look he gave when he fell was, like, the best thing <laughs> <laughs> Yo, can I get M can I go back and get MGP for climbing to the top of the uh the tower for the summer oh, event, please? Can I please get I it? still haven't gotten to the top of the, the tower in Kugane. I've just I've given up at this point. Well It'll the worst never... part is you gotta get to the top and then jump off. And, and now and now there's jump. that damn lamppost. It, it's never happening. The lamppost is, is is I got to the second to last jump and I was like, I wonder if I can make it from here. And I learned you absolutely can't make it from uh, the second to last one. So uh, I was like, well, I'm not going to do that again right now. So uh, yeah. I'll see you later. Um, they are also making changes to gates overall in MGP. They're now going to trigger three times an hour on the hour, 20 after the hour, and 40 after the hour. Um, and they're removing the vase one entirely. <laughs> Just like, nope, people don't like it. We're getting yeah. rid of it. We're making room for leap of faith. We're getting rid of vase off in order to do that. Um, they're also changing the way the rewards work dynamically. So with any way the wind blows, you should just get at 100 MGP for failing. Now you get MGP depending on which of the waves you actually fail on for any way the wind blows. Yeah, they're definitely making MGP more accessible, which is really cool to see uh, because they are adding a new mount. Yes, uh, they're adding that. Typhon and or Chapon, whatever, whatever name you prefer for him. It's Typhon. I mean, you can go with whatever. I no, actually, it's, it's Typhon. Because I always want to call him Typhoon, but there's only one O. So I've I had, always, yeah. yeah, I had to catch myself for that for for the longest time. Yeah. So Chapon, I just ended up going with Chapon half the time. Makes and sense. That's that's not even the biggest news. Um, in the recent interviews, they straight up said that they are going to be adding some stuff pricier than Fenrir. Yeah. Patch. So having more MGP availability becomes pretty important. They even, I mean, they even lowered the cost of the mini Cackpot tickets. It's now 10 per ticket, regardless mm -hmm. of how many you've purchased on the day. And the base reward for getting the worst possible reward on the Jumbo Cackpot is now a minimum of 1,000 MGP. Oh, and I think a lot of this, too, probably has to do with how much MGP you can just get off of Fashion Report. Because, I mean, Fashion Report's ridiculous with its MGP rewards compared to everything else. So they're like, right. okay, we need to have everything kind of catch up a little bit here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll be curious to see what the new stuff is, if it's going to be more than a million MGP. You know what's really interesting about uh, these gates is that, I mean, we have three gates now where are that are jump puzzles. A lot of people, I keep saying they're adding jump puzzles yeah. to these gates, but t I mean, the first two are really easy. One of them's just climbing to the top of that tiny mountain, and the other one is the one on top of the, uh, I guess, the sh chandelier or whatever you'd call it. Yeah, uh, at the top there. So it actually is the third set of jump puzzles. So Gold Saucer is a lot more popular for jump puzzles, but my battle arena still ain't here. 
That's true. Or we still don't have. Uh, didn't they talk about like a flying chocobo kind of mini game or like a flying thing? Yeah, they said they wanted to make point. flying courses for the chocobo races yeah. at some point. Um, that I have a feeling it's not going to happen ever because no. I think they've kind of seen what the popularity of chocobo races are overall, and yeah. it's uh, not the highest to say the least. Yeah. Um, new triple triad stuff also always gets added. Uh, I you know something I realized compared to patch four point three um, and all the previews they did for it, they didn't talk much about performance. In this patch and 4.2 and 4.3, no. a lot of their preview material was very performance heavy. I think it was because it was so new and because they were, you know, I mean, obviously, first off, you have the system and then they refined it with like the UI elements and stuff. And that was a big deal. And now it's just like we got drums. Enjoy. Yeah, they got timpani, <laughs> bongos, bass drums, snare drums and even cymbals. Yeah. Uh, so they did expand it, you know, a pretty, a pretty sizable yeah. and I, amount. You know, and I, had, I wasn't even expecting it. Like it just, I, I was going on the patch and I was like, oh yeah, performance. I forgot about that. Drums. Yeah. Cool. That's then that's the thing. I mean, because they spent so much time talking about it, that's something that they could have just as well thrown on the four point four website just to, you know, have, I guess, take up a little more space, make the website seem a little more robust, but they didn't. They're just like, it's a new feature yeah. at this point. If it gets additions, it gets added. Great. We don't need to put it on the website anymore. Yeah. Um, we have some challenge log changes. Seems they're consolidating a lot of the uh, the the battle and crafting and gathering content, so it takes up less space on the challenge log overall. Still leaving certain things separate. Uh, looks like raids mm. are in particular, unless that's under dungeons. I, I don't look at the challenge log all too frequently. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of something else. Never mind. Ignore me. There's, okay. no, there's no raid challenge log. It's just. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say. I was like, I didn't think there was one, but no, nah, no, there's not. Yeah, they're just consolidating it, it a lot, <laughs> so there's not as many menus to click between. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering too if, if obviously it's nice to not scroll through as much, but I'm wondering if they're also doing that to make way for new stuff that might be coming. Yeah, it's possible. But what what of the new stuff could that wouldn't fall under battle crafting and gathering? Like you have PV, PVP is not on here. Battle, battle is such a broad. Exactly category hmm yeah i mean you have gold saucer you have pvp yeah but i i guess i'm at a loss for what else they're gonna put on there yeah because i mean even even if regardless of if you like the idea like a conquesty system that would be under battle yeah if you know there's anything like that so yeah i don't know Unless they want to make the new stuff kind of have its own category because it's new in particular and eventually consolidate it. Yeah, make it stand out a little bit. Yeah, so that's sure. that's possible. Yeah. Uh, we also have anniversaries uh, for the Ceremony of Eternal Bonding. Um, what really surprised me about this is you do not have to repurchase anything off the Mog Station to access the anniversaries. It's pretty much a one-time deal for every year if you want to hold one. I mean, um, that's how it should be. You should have to put more money. It is how it should be, but let's be honest. I don't think any of us thought that's how it would be. Yeah, because the idea behind the anniversary, I, I guess if you're selling the anniversaries, it makes selling the initial eternal bonding a lot easier because you're selling every anniversary after that. Um, sure. That being said, I, I fully expected them to monetize it, make you buy new bands, new everything. So just it would be registered as something different because to me, it seemed like more of a more money making opportunity off a feature that was entirely developed via the Mog Station, even if there is a free option. Yeah. So. I was I was surprised to see it. You get access to to all the new stuff. I'd assume that if you wanted to make it an anniversary that's more than what you paid for, you'd probably have to work your you'd probably have to go back and and redo the whole thing with a more expensive uh, with a more expensive band. But from the, as someone who my girlfriend forced me to buy the top one because she purchased the top one before even talking <laughs> to me about it, uh, I I don't have to worry about that. 
I just wonder if she'll even want to do this stuff. Yeah, that's what I told my wife. I'm like, if you want to put money f- towards it, go for it. I whatever. This is all. This is all you. <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, Wondrous Tales got some new stuff. <laughs> new emote. That's the Tataru emote where she just waves her head left and right, dude. I don't want to see a Rogan do that. I mean, I want to see Mister Face do that. That's exactly why I said I don't want to see a Rogan do. I that. think that should just be a five minute long video of just Mister Face, just kind of. Do a time lapse. There you, oh, there you go. Just, just like in the middle. Man, we give Denmo video ideas out the wazoo. Don't even, don't even do a time lapse. Just an hour, real time. <laughs> well, we—that's if it's a continuous emote. If it's not a continuous oh, one, it just takes. Yeah. Set up a macro. You can. There's ways. For an hour. You'd have yeah. to set up a keyboard macro, not an in-game and then, macro. And then you do that 24 times, like when Pharrell did that uh, happy music video that was 24 hours long. You do that. But God, if, where's where's our Final Fantasy 14 <laughs> equivalent of the happy music video? There we go. That's what we need. And we need actual Steve Carell in that if it ever happens. So <laughs> I'm just saying, if he did it, if he did it for the movie he was promoting, I'm sure he'd do it for us. Clearly. Oh, obviously, yeah, yeah without but, a doubt, yeah. Uh, they're trying to make that companion app look a little bit more tantalizing with the tombstone emote that they used in all the previews for it. I do appreciate that it's not part of the premium plan. Listen, if it had been, there would have been uproar. I, you know, I wouldn't have cared. Me neither, but there would have been uproar. Yeah. Let's let's just be honest about it. Uh, Somebody I just, somewhere. <laughs> the irony is, is that it's almost implied that the emote is you using the app. Yeah, but you can't use the app while you're in game. See, I didn't even know that because I I booted it up like once right when it came out while I was on vacation, and I haven't touched it since. So it's it's pretty ironic that you can that the emote that exists from a lore perspective. That being said, I don't think lore really matters when you have a cell phone. I really feel bad for Koji when I see like when you talk about stuff like you know a cell phone emote or. Just these random, you know, how does the goo fly? He's just like, I don't know, man. That's just, it is. Wind ether. That's, 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 that's how it it's is. Windether. It's just a thing they decided to do. It's wind ether. He's explained it. Well, what about the, what about the cell phone then? Wind ether. <laughs> <laughs> lightning, lightning ether. Lightning ether. For the electricity to run the, to run the phone. Lightning ether. Oh my Electric gosh. Electric ether. There you go. See, I've got you back, Koji. This this makes me think. Did you ever see there were a series of like three videos for Eleven called? I think they were called like as Vanadil turns. They were like little flash animations. And there's this one where they're making cookies. So like this is an oven. It lun- runs on electricity. Lightning crystals. There you go. <laughs> Simple as that. All right. Next, we get into the job changes, and I think we'll just cover all of this one particular topic at once. Anything that had to be applied as an AOE effect now applies as soon as it's used. Passage of Arms, Salted Earth, Doton, Earthen Fury, Shadow Flares, Asylums, Sacred Soils, Collective Uncon, all that stuff. All applies as soon as the animation goes off now. Then again, they say that about Benediction and meh. So, yeah. uh, I mean, good. It's, it's quality of life. But yeah, it's not that's what nice. People, it's not what people are talking about. People are talking about these Samurai... Uh, samurai changes, red mage changes, summoner changes, and black black mage changes to some degree. Yeah, I mean, if if you samurai out there were worried you weren't doing enough damage, don't worry, you get like an extra twenty potency on a bunch of your stuff now. Um, <laughs> like... So, so here's the thing: when I when it's jobs I don't play, I don't grasp how important it is, but I can at least grasp every 
two to three weapon skills being 20 potency stronger over the course of a whole fight. And that's going to that's gonna yeah. add up. It's, It'll add up. It's samurais, I, I, it, top performing samurais have already kind of shown that they they can they can really really get their get their big dick dps going if you give them the opportunity to so just adding more potency on top of that i think yoshida's statement's right that these these top performing samurais and black mages should really be able to make people go whoa at this point um but is are they still gonna get memed on absolutely oh yeah i mean there's still not a lot of utility it's still just they're just gonna They'll be there. They'll be doing damage, and that's it. That's yeah. their thing. But if you're a top performing samurai, listen, I've always said if you're a top performing samurai, I have no problem playing with you. It's yeah. It's it's the middle of the pack ones that wear yokai watches that I I have I have problems with. I had a I had a I had an interesting Delta Scape O four Savage pug. That's that's unfortunate. Where a certain striking body went to a certain samurai with a certain watch. Like was it glamoured or just actually no, equipped? It was functional. As functional as a yokai watch can be, in in O four Savage, and I'll never let it go because it's one of my favorite stories from this expansion thus far. I don't understand people sometimes. I really don't. Yeah, and then he took the striking body, so that was great. And here, and it wasn't Biss. He actually had the Biss body, which was the tombstone body already. But glamour, you know, the motivator. Thanks. Go figure. The guy wearing the yokai watch is worried about glamour. Uh, Black Mage got a 20 potency buff to Fire 4, but that's a little bigger on the surface than it seems because uh, Ashel Fire does add more potency, and Fire 4 is your single most used action as a Black Mage. So when you add 20 potency to, or yeah, 20 potency to every single thing, and that's being amplified so it's even more than a 20 yeah. potency buff, and you cast like nine of those in a fire rotation. Yeah, it adds up a lot faster yeah. than, than the than the samurai ones add up. So. I think uh, Yoshida was talking about it. Might you know, black mages might want to manage their hate a little more carefully after he's this. Lucid chain. dreaming. He's like he's so. like he's like diversion won't be enough anymore. <laughs> you'll need lucid dream, and you'll have it because we'll have ten roll actions as of this patch. Everyone yeah, will have access right. to all that's their roll right. actions all the time. But that's it. That should be a pretty substantial. I think that's probably the most significant buff of all the jobs that are listed here. For, uh, for well, buffs. Red Mage is getting some decent uh, potency changes here too. I mean, uh, Conte, Contre six day. I don't know. I, I, I'm assuming. So everyone fine. tells me I'm pronouncing it okay when I say it like that. I always Great. feel like it's that wrong. makes me feel better. Uh, Verflare for Holy, fifty uh, percent, fifty potency added to those, which is huge. Yeah, I think the big thing is the frequency of how often you use those skills. You only use Verflare or, or Verholy once you fill, filled your whole, whole mana. I think Contra 6 days a 40-second cooldown. I, I yeah. don't remember off the top of my head. For but Thunder I mean, and for Arrow also, you those are those are your uh those aren't those are your unprocked ones, right? The procked ones are are ver for fire and ver ver I don't remember because I don't play red mage. I've I've dabbled in it and I, I think that's right. But yeah. don't don't quote me. But I mean, you know, like we were saying with Samurai, I mean that stuff will add up. So yeah, I I I don't think it'll add up, and I think people have already done that. Not the math. as much, but um, fire and stone are the short cast. So these are the uh, oh no, fire and stone okay. are the short cast procs. Those are the ones that have the two and a half second cast times. Okay, gotcha. But uh, it, from what I've seen, people talking about black mage is the one receiving the highest net increase to their DPS, and summoners getting knocked down. Not a huge peg, but they're getting knocked down a peg here as well because they're removing the damage reflection from radiant shield which a lot of people laugh at go hey, it didn't matter listen it, adds it does up. 
It yeah. adds up pretty substantially. I, I'm pretty sure Radiant Shield procs off every raid-wide damage that goes off, too. So, like, imagine all eight people get hit by an AoE, and it returns. That's 400 potency. I don't know how that potency is calculated, yeah. but, I mean, that's, that's, that's not... That's how we sum up all the job changes. That, that, they add up. They add up, yeah. All of it, all of it. Just adds up. Numbers, math. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be interesting seeing how casters kind of function now. I think we'll see a lot more black mages more consistently. Um, I was already seeing more in this patch because they were pretty happy with where they stood, just being not really high on the utility list. And I think red mages are going to skyrocket, even though it's mm -hmm. not as big of a buff as it is the black mage. I think red mages are going to see that and really want to hop back on and, and yeah. uh, just strut their stuff a little bit. I mean, at the end of the day, a buff is a buff. And if, if you were unhappy with where your job was, you're seeing numbers that are higher than they were before, you're going to want to, you're going to be inclined to, to give it a try. So speaking of buffs, I mean, Astral Ocean for me kind of flies under the radar, but the recast times on the minor arcanas, that that's a pretty big deal. Not having to wait yeah. those, those five seconds, the faster you're able to cycle through cards, the better, the faster you're able to get through the more worthless cards, the, the better the job performs. Definitely. So I think that for me is kind of like a, a hidden, a hidden big buff. At least to the feel of a job, to getting through those less useful cards and making them into something useful. Yeah. But uh, overall, the I think the biggest thing here is Dark Knight isn't really present outside of the Salted Earth change. I think that was the one job people were really looking for after the statements that were made several months back regarding reworking the job. Yeah. But I didn't expect to see that till the expansion. No, that, yeah, exactly. Any big reworks are going to come with 5.0. Yeah, they said it would take probably about six months to incorporate the feedback people gave them. But at that point, you're already... You might as well just wait. Because everything's going to change at 5.0 anyway again. So, yeah. So, might as well just wait. Wait. Yep. Yeah, might as well just wait. Um, other than that, you know, it goes down to showing uh, St. Mosion, showing the burn again, showing Hell's Cure and Hell's Cure Extreme and the item level requirements. And that's not really stuff we really need to, I guess, tune tune into because it's, it's, it's all it's kind of usual. Yeah. Yeah. It's all the kind of standard stuff. The same with. With uh, Omega Alpha Scape, you know, how the normal mode works with all the tokens and the lens, the shafts, the pedals, uh, the crystalloid. The, then you have Savage. That, again, is still pretty much all the same. V4 Savage, once again, uh, 120 minutes. Uh, and a very interesting comment made by Yoshida in the most recent interviews that came out. He said that the Omega you see in the trailer is not Omega Prime. Is interesting. It? Interesting. So... It's kind of the way Omega kind of works is weird because Omega is the giant eyeball. Like that whole realm is something he's created and it's like his powers that let him create something out of nothing. But that form that he takes to actually fight, you know, Midgard Stormer, Bahamut, uh, Shinryu, and now us, it's just kind of the form he chooses to go about using. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious where that, you know, how that all leads into whatever. I'm really looking forward to whatever the, the last fight is with omega i think it'll be really cool whatever it is yeah so fingers crossed for a pretty epic conclusion because i haven't been too sold on the omega storyline personally it's, up to it's this been, point it's, it's been all right but it's i think for me part of what's made it not interesting to me or appealing is how kind of like fan servicey it's been with just the bosses and, and how that's been no. I mean, it's not like the bosses prior to the final boss have ever had too major of an impact on the story. But even when I look back to mm -hmm. Alexander, you know, I, I had my living liquid, which was a play on the, you know, that's a play on yeah, the, you know, the, 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 the liquid flame from Final Fantasy V. But it just stood out more Midas. I think all the bosses in Midas made standing points. 
for uh, yeah. for how much I guess people remember them. But people already knew about these bosses. I, I don't know. There's just something I about it that isn't as influential to me. There's a there's a difference between I think just like a nod to like a, a type of monster and be like, hey, look, it's literally Kafka. <laughs> like, you know, how is he here? We may he's he's made up. He's That's not how he's here. He's not. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of it either. So I I, I feel you on that one. So I'm I'm hoping that it all comes together. I remember not liking Alexander's story until it concluded in the final patch. Yeah. So uh, Omega, I'm hoping will will give me at least that satisfaction. I've I've been enjoying Omega's story more than I have been for Alexander. Um, I was hoping Alexander would be better than it was, but I think a lot I think of Alexander it... for me by the time it was over, I was super satisfied with the whole thing but it took yeah. until it was over i think i think a lot of that because it was 3.0 is i think kind of story wise and connectivity wise we were spoiled with binding coil yeah and so when we get the next new raid it's just like oh it's just it's just kind of there yeah it's not really okay <laughs> for me i think it took till the end with alexander because of the way it, it was it was all time travel and yeah. you can't, and without knowing how it began and how it ends, you don't even really know how it began until you see how it ended because you right. get to see all these events that you didn't know that they happened that way because you didn't understand the time travel was happening. Until right. point. Even as far as uh, as the events between A11 and A and A12 and then the actual part in the fight in A12 where you save yourself. That was so trippy the first time I did that. I was like, hey, I get it. Like, yeah, That's like... Cool. Like uh, arcs, arcs, uh, or uh, cruise chaser said it best: forward and back. You got to go forward yeah. and back. It just doesn't make sense until you've seen the whole thing. And I'm hoping that's how it concludes for Omega as well. Yeah, oh, Alexander was like Arrival, the movie Arrival, but as a raid. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give you that's that. Exact, that's exactly what it was. I will give you that. Uh, you know what I'm looking forward to? I still need a handful of Ultima totems from Uwu. And that's going to get removed on Tuesday. So once done with Alpha Escape Savage, I'll probably yeah. I'll probably pick up a few extras in, just in case they release an Ultima weapon for uh, the new jobs that come out in 5.0. I don't think they will, but if they do, I I, I want to be prepared. That would, yeah, case. that would be interesting. I don't know if they, that's something that they would do or not. Do you think? Because I don't know if it would encourage people to go back and do the old fights still because they they want to get them done for the first time. If they want to try and incentivize, it, I had this discussion with Yoshida at E3 where I asked him, have they even considered how ultimates are going to scale with job changes going into the next expansion with uh, the reworking of kind of when you get access to the job tools. Um, and yeah. he said, it's not something they really considered. They just wanted to make the fight as good as it could be for now. And that they didn't really think about how it's going to function in 5.0 because that's not what they're designing it for. Yeah. Uh, so I'm curious to see if, if they do add weapons. So those, I want to have a couple of extra totems just in case. Yeah, that and I still need a couple anyway, and I can knock them all out in a night and be done well, with it. There you go. Um, tombstone changes is as, like this. That's like half of the patch notes. It's just these are now these note uh, tombstones, and these are getting exchanged for those, and now all these hunts are dropping these instead of those. And yep, I mean, I it's the easiest thing to skip through, and also the Biako mount being available now with 99 totems you could not pay me to do that fight 99 times <laughs> because i don't like i didn't like doing it 10 times and i really hope suzaku doesn't make me feel that way um after i've actually played it even sukiyomi who has not a very interesting ad phase i can tolerate doing sukiyomi over and over again way better than i can tolerate doing biako yeah over and over again i'll be i'll be really curious to see if what suzaku does as a trial to like mix things up a little bit because I mean, that 
if, if, if at all, right? Like, I really appreciated uh, Bayako when you get knocked up in the air and you kind of have to fly around. Like, I thought that was a nice... I appreciated it once. <laughs> and then we literally had to make a mini game out of it where, like, we'd pick one person to be the front of the conga line. We all type slash follow on that one person. Nice. And we just see if they can keep us alive. That's funny. And then we you know how many polls we lost to that. <laughs> because they'd be like, oh, sorry, I wasn't paying attention. And then the guy was like, well, I was also trying to see how little I could move to do it. And I was like, you need to move a little bit more when you've got seven people slash following That's funny. you. That's great. Yeah. And like you said, the next like whole section of this is tombstone conversions for all the different duty roulettes. It is nice seeing duty roulette alliance rate on there because it's not something I've used much because I haven't been doing duty roulettes. But yeah. it is a feature we wanted for years. And when I see the name on here, I, I always remember it's You're there. Like, and I yeah, go, we nice. have that now. That's great. Nice. I'm a big you, fan. And you always get Labyrinth of the Ancients when you... <laughs> You're going to get it even more now because more people are going to have unlocked it. That's, yeah. There you go. Uh, then you have A-Ranks, S-Ranks, Dungeons, the Uzanair, all that yeah. stuff. New Stone Sky C. Man, I just thinking back when I did the anniversary stream. Man, they put Stone Sky C in a trailer. Like, just think about that. <laughs> like, just think about they put that in a trailer. And and now they can't even be bothered to put drums in a trailer. Exactly. This is such a weird progression that we've seen with these trailers. Speaking of weird, man, they must know we really want to get out of Eureka because they put a lot of effort into making sure we could find the exit. I thought that was funny. Yeah, I always just click on the duty thing and just leave. That's what I always do, too. But they're like, like we've added an icon to indicate the exit. The exit is now clearly displayed. So if you want to get the hell out of there. But that, but that means you got to go back to base. Like, if I want to leave, it's usually like I've had enough of this. I'm out and I just menu it because I don't want to spend the 10 seconds to work back. And no, I'm just I'm done. If I'm done, I'm done. I'm going to leave right then. Yeah, I do that a lot with the exits in dungeons. Like, I'll walk up to the exit to click exit. And I go, why am I doing this? Yeah, I could have just stood exactly where I was and exited. Usually with dungeons or, or duties, I'll do that stuff. But with Eureka, I'll just I'll just leave because a lot of times I'm nowhere near the actual exit. Yeah, it's all right. We won't have any problem finding the exit anymore. Um, what's it called? So also some PvP changes. You and I don't really have much that we can add to this. I do want to say yeah. shout out to to Frosty and Plus One for doing. Yeah, the they shout killed casting. it the other day. Yep. Uh, for those awesome. of you who missed it on the Final Fantasy XIV Twitch channel, they did the, uh, I think it was the semifinals. Uh, well, they did the round robin. Yeah, semi, right? Because the finals are at FanFest. These were the semifinals to see who's going to FanFest. Yeah. So uh, they, they did the round robin to get the the people who are going to be attending FanFest to actually uh, compete in the uh, the Feast Regional Championships. And uh, our very own Frosty TV pot, uh, the runner of the podcast mog talk he's been on the show a few times he was on show i think like 19 and like 176 so he had a how he had do a big, you know that i don't know if those are the numbers but i know he was like it was like literally three years between the shows he was on That's i don't crazy. know if those are the exact show numbers and they're probably not but uh somebody he, somebody fact checked that let's see let's see how they're close definitely he was. not right but uh <laughs> but yeah he was i think the actual first one he was on was 13 but i don't remember the other one that he was on that's crazy. Um, but yeah, he uh, he was one of the shoutcasters, and they did a good job. Him and Plus One, his, uh, yeah. the co-caster, they did a great job. So looking forward to that. And honestly, event wasn't that bad, and they made some adjustments mid, uh, I guess, mid-production to kind of make it a little bit more viewer-friendly. I remember when they first started, it was just saying, like, 
Uh, I think it's Fangs and Claws are the names of the two teams. And they replace those with the actual names of the teams yeah. a little bit later on, which is the kind of the big thing I was looking for. I still think there's more adjustments that could be made to the spectator cam overall. But uh, with the constraints they were working with, they did a good job. So I just wanted to give a shout out to them for the Feast Regional Championship. Uh, you can watch it as a past broadcast over on the Final Fantasy fourteen Twitch channel and maybe even the YouTube channel as well. I'm not sure. Yeah, they also was... showed off uh, when they go to the finals, uh, each team's going to have a jerseys too. Nice. Those were pretty slick looking. I like those. Yeah, so they're getting uh, they're getting some some solid treatment for that. And we have to say all that stuff about PvP because I don't have much to add regarding the actual PvP changes. I can tell you, Dragoon was buffed and Machinist yeah. was buffed. Yay! And they took Benediction away from White Mage and gave him Tetra instead. But yeah. you know, that's I I couldn't tell you any more than that. Yeah, I can tell you that they took all the. Uh, non-Rival Wings Battlefields and made them non-expansion exclusive. If it matters to anybody. <laughs> for for those of you that PvP, things were changed, and I hope you enjoy them. Yeah, I mean, that's I can't really say much more yeah. than that. Uh, they even added a focus attack countdown for people to burst down targets. More for pugs, I'd assume, than anyone else, but uh, yeah. it's there. We got new items, new recipes, new stuff can be painted. Now, now it, it says new items, but the picture they show is just recolored old stuff. But it's really new because it's the new rewards from the really dungeon. They should have picked a different. They have unit. different names, Fusion. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's still not going to be diable either. That's how, they did, that's how they did the last ones. That's how they did the reskinned versions of the last ones. Then who even cares? I just... That's, that's, his, that's his, his glamour aficionado inside. The, like, can't be died. Who cares? I, you know, I, I, I've thought a little bit about going back to Balesar's Wall to getting this type of set. And it's just... Eh. And well, if you want those color schemes, then you're still going to have to. Yeah. I just I don't know if I care anymore. Yeah, I probably don't. Too much too much recycling going on with this gear. All right. So uh, then raising desynthesis caps. Uh, they're making your pumpkin cookies moldy now for whatever reason. You can now You're, paint cupboards. You can now paint cupboards. There's uh, new items that gather and fish. Fishing holes in the Dominant Clave. Chocobo companion stays out for sixty minutes now. Uh, for those of you who still do that. Uh, new mount, the Suzaku mount looks dope. Yeah, you can fish in the Domen Enclave now. Yeah, I said that. Did you? I'm sorry. It's okay. When it comes to fishing, I generally don't pay attention either. That's fair. That's why I said it, so I didn't have to pay attention to you saying it. That's fair. I think I think I was scrolled down at a different spot when you were reading your stuff. It's, okay. it's okay. Like I said, it's it's. Fi I think we both had the same idea, and we both just executed <laughs> on it at the same time. Uh, I think the Suzaku mount looks dope. It's, I mean, hard it's, to, it's hard to not want Suzaku as a mount compared to this, but it's still a dope-looking doggo. I, the dogs bug me because their mouths are just open. When you fly with them, they're not. the mouths don't move, and it's really weird to me. Well, it's catching the bug so it doesn't hit you in the face. I, I guess, but it's not even, like, breathing. Like, it's just open, and it seems weird. Like, you're just, like, riding, like, a, a Muppet or Dude, something. With, with, all that, with all that wind ether, they don't need to breathe. <laughs> It's oxygen and all that. But this one clearly looks fire aspected. I'm very confused about how this wind aether is. It's just going to combust. You just lift off and explode. That's it's it. Good. It's like it's like a Hildebrand mount. You just jump up and you just get blown to wherever you want to go. 
There you go. Hey, if I could get his, if I could get that the the sword as a as a mount from the end of two point five, where he flew away before Heavensward, I would. I would no, that was that. Uh, that was the uh, Bradamantine, wasn't it? Whatever it was, the fake one. I don't know what it was. I don't remember. It's been too long. I don't know if long. it was. I don't know if it was the fake one, but it was definitely the. Yeah, it was uh, nails. Either way, I want Albert. that as a mount. That would be great. I don't want the umbrella now. Now I want that. You just like the takeoff animation. You just yeah. like, and you just fly. That would be amazing. I'd pay for that. I'd mock station that. Yeah, I would. No, stop it. I calm down a little bit there. <laughs> but, but only um, if I can also glamour it as a weapon. Yeah. Uh, then they show the actual picture of the behemoth flying, which looks oh, ridiculous. <laughs> he looks like he's just reaching forward. That's it. He's just like. This looks so weird. I just. I don't know what to make of it. And I'm really curious to see what the goo boo looks like. You know what I'm curious about? How'd they get time to actually make this one fly, but all the original primal ponies still can't fly? Right? That's a fair. Yeah. They promised that yeah. a long time ago. They said, we'll start with Kieran and then we'll do the rest. They finally got slept near not too long ago, so yeah, gotta come at some point, I imagine. Um, also, the Suzaku barding, considering it's a bird, it's some bird on bird action. Uh, I expected it to look good, and it damn well does. Looks cool, yeah, yeah. Capybara is a minion. That's almost definitely from Uznair. Anytime there's a minion and an update to Uznair, I just assume all the minions are from Uznair. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, all the new achievements stuff. They're actually gonna make achievement rewards claimed via a menu. Now, as opposed to one at a time, every time you talk to the dude, which is I—I I don't know if that was necessarily needed, but I guess like if you haven't cashed them in in a long time and you have like twenty or something, but I feel like that's oh really okay yeah big time with me so so you're you're the one guy they did that for okay. yes exactly <laughs> they even gave and it only took them five years to give him a location on the map. <laughs> That's true, yeah. To be Gosh. fair, uh, one of the biggest things I think they're kind of missing out on is the uh, the that vendor, because you can buy stuff with your achievement tokens. Yeah, they need um, to add more stuff to that. They, they really need to add more stuff. There needs to be a better reason to go achievement hunting, and it doesn't need to be the achievements yeah. themselves giving the rewards, but uh, you know, having a shortage of tokens, adding new achievements in a patch, and then adding new rewards, it's, I don't know, it's a great way to add content without adding content, in my yeah. opinion. Well, you know, I think part of that, too, is, I mean, they got rid of the, the veteran rewards. And so they're like, this is maybe kind of a new way where we might take this. But then we also had the uh, shoot. What was that mount? Um, the, the motorcycle thing that was also it had the different modes for flying and water. You know what I'm talking about? Like if you yeah. subbed for uh, I forget what it's called, but it's like, yeah, they've, they've kind of dabbled the Falcon. a little bit. Yeah, and yeah, so they've dabbled in a couple different ways of like stuff that they might do that are kind of replacing veteran rewards, but they really haven't like put all their money into either one of those ways yet. So I'll be curious to see if they ever decide, oh, hey, maybe we should go back and actually add stuff to that. Yeah, I, I would like to see it. I, I love the idea. And you know what? They've mentioned the idea of making the achievement system more robust overall, um, yeah. sweeping changes to make it a more interesting part of the game. Uh, whether that means more interesting achievements or just a better way of tracking them or dealing with them. We've already gotten some more, you know, better ways to actually track them. Yeah. Um, but that being said, it's it, I do want to see them really double down on that because I think back to my World of Warcraft days and I think back to, you know, working on stupid shit like the insane, like the insane, where you had to get like the worst reps possible at the given time that were like they were mega old and they were the most tedious possible. But I still wanted to do it because it was one of those things that was just so just out of left field, like ridiculous 
And I feel like they could still go that way with achievements without making yeah. it get 10 billion gil from leave quests. Oh, yeah, right? I mean, there's there's been some people, too, that have been asking for stuff like like Savage Mode achievements and stuff. And I think the idea of that is really awesome. Um, and I mean, and that, and that idea has been floating around for years now. Um, so if they actually, like, act on that, like, that'd be really cool. And, you know, make getting them worth something other than just, like, a title or, you know, a minion or something. I don't know. Do Do more with it somehow. I'm I'm waiting I'm waiting for the Heaven on High achievements where you have to do it without using any Magicites and then another one where you use it without using any Pomander. <laughs> God, why would you? Make that? That, <laughs> because there are be people like, who will be desperate enough to try it. Fusion. Nobody's gonna see this and be like, "Man, we need some good ideas for Heaven on High achievements." What we? Well, I saw it. Happy thought that these would be good. Oh yeah, let's. Do I didn't that. say good. I'm just surprised they oh, haven't oh, done yeah, them. Yeah. Okay. I, maybe I did say good. I already, I already forgot. <laughs> Possible. Hey, man, I was just impressed. Somebody beat it on Bard. Uh, nice. one, to, one to 100 solo. Wow. Yeah. One of the, They had also done it on Red Mage, so they had a lot of experience. But that I is a level of patience I would never have. Yeah, I did like 70-something or 80-something, I think, on Paladin, and it was, it, was, it was crazy. Yeah. It gets really intense on those higher floors are really, really intense and, like, nerve-wracking, like, savage level, first clear kind of... Like oh, heart, like heart beating kind of moments. It gets intense, man. So just quit. I like to. Sh- I think that's like the third time I've mentioned it on the show with Sly. <laughs> but you haven't been here, so I'm like, that's I can fair. mention it to him once. <laughs> I can talk about this again, and then I can lead to something that's still absolutely disappointing, even after these patch notes, in the form of the duty recorder. Hmm. Just. Uh, 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 See, I've never actually used the duty recorder. It's not good. So there's good reason why you haven't, because it's not good. <laughs> I mean, I, that's that's one of many reasons, I'm sure. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's still only one instance at a time, and now it's only Hell's Kier. It's like, do you want me to have fun? With, like, it just doesn't serve. A so purpose. they're not they're not even letting you use it for set for the new stuff. No, for you new- only they only let you use it for one instance at a time. Like, they patch in which instance it's allowed to record. That's stupid. It sounds like they have to program the instance to work with it. And they can't, and, like, the system can't handle more than one type of... Because what it does is it it basically parses the entire combat log and then recreates the fight using the log. Which is a normal way to do that when you're trying to do something that isn't just straight up recording local video footage. But... It probably is super taxing on the amount of information that needs oh, to be yeah, I'm registered sure. and transferred and stuff like that. Um, it's it's unfortunate. It's just a feature that I was. It was one of the most exciting features for me when it was first unveiled. It has amounted to nothing. It's it's one of these things that stands out. Like I'm sure the people that use it, like it's cool. But like looking at that with that kind of limitation, like why would you even bother? Like if that's how you have to run it. I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, they added a bunch of stuff to group pose and whatnot so for yeah. people who do screenshots they'll just be using that regardless whether without the duty recorder so yeah it is what it is um open all for inventory i don't use it i don't like it taking up that much space on the screen it just isn't satisfying i liked it before i don't know if i'll like it now that it's even bigger than it was previously yeah. but I, i'll try it and we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens um alarm feature i'm super i'm gonna get back into gathering i think i you know this isn't something i would have ever asked for but i'm really glad it's there yeah yeah um, I mean, I still have, like, sticky notes from, like, back when I was super into, like, doing the gathering stuff of, like, all right, go here at this time to gather from this place. But now I can just throw that on an alarm and great. 
Yeah, I used to use Garland tools for that. Uh, yeah. At the start of the expansion, that's generally what I'll do. But having an in-game function for it is just, it's good. It's great. I'm glad that they're going about that way. There might be, I, I don't know if there's a, it looks like there's a limit of 10 alerts you can set. So if there's, you know, if you need more than 10 alerts, which if you're yeah. a gatherer, there's, you know, there's a probability that there might be. Um, I wish the uh, the name for it they show here only you can only put in 10 characters for the name. I wish that was a little longer. Mm, yeah. Just so you could, um, you know, I mean, I guess you could put zone zone name and that would be all you would need because then you could hit your thing and find where the note is or whatever if you, if you don't remember. But uh, it'd be nice to be able to put like a, a zone and location all in the name or something. Yeah, I think the only thing left that I really uh, I really need to want to see, I guess, is they have a repeat option for hourly, which is obviously for gathering. But uh, I would like mm -hmm. to see the ability to, to set it to weekly, especially for like something like a raid alarm yeah. uh just because why not right i'm or, sure or, it, yeah. you know like they have this this app that no one's really keen on but if they tie that into a calendar thing use that and then have the option to set an in-game you know where you can use a calendar and schedule things with your friends on the companion app anyway <laughs> oh boy Oh boy. Anyway, unending journey is getting the the option to reflect your quest progression. Example would be like whether or not you did the dragoon quest before reaching a Stinian in the uh, two point five storyline. Yeah, um, that's really I, cool. I still want an autoplay option. Is the one thing I still want. I want to be able to like select a start cutscene and end cutscene and just play them all in a yeah. row or like just stick all of them in a queue. But you know, I'll get it one day. Uh, minion mount stuff they did a dev blog on this where you can it's it's sortable it's searchable there's a favorites list they did the i appreciate thing. that you know again yeah. that's that's kind of one of those things where i don't know if i would necessarily ask for it but i'm glad that they added it because like i'm always going through like every so often i'll be like i'm gonna switch up what mount i'm using let's go through all these pages to find that one but now i can just you know add it to a favorite or whatever i would, yeah. I would really like it if they took this this favorite thing and made a and mount roulette out of it Yes. There you go. That was yes. where I was going to go with it. Favorite roulette. Exactly. Yeah, I think a favorite roulette, once once they've got this and they're sure that it's working properly, I'm sure a favorite roulette is on the way. You can't... Yeah. I feel like it's unavoidable. People are going to ask for it. You know, I, I'm sure they've already thought of it, but uh, a favorite roulette's definitely definitely on the table for me. I have more mounts that I want to use that I just don't want to stick on my hotbar. Yeah. And that would help me just not have to make a choice. There you go. Uh, mobile delivery service being updated so it actually segments the things it's you know stuff that's from friends stuff that's you know rewards like from a pre-order or code uh, stuff or codes yeah and then ones that are actually from uh, GMs letters from GMs all separated so it just looks a little neater and you're not all mishmashed in between one another uh, 24 hour format for the server clock or the, for the game clock for local time is a nice little thing to have added as well well, I guess it's for all the clock formats, not even just necessarily the local time ones. But uh, I know a lot of people in the, around the world, you know, they don't use 12-hour clocks. They use 24-hour yeah. clocks, military time. So, uh, so just having the option, never a bad thing. This one was kind of scary for me. They added a duty action 2 under the general tab. Yeah, that's my reaction too. <sighs> duty actions always bugged me. Like, from the get-go, right? Because... They're like Stormblood. We're gonna make the the battles a little bit easier. We're gonna bring those people that are lower up a little higher up by you know maybe removing some actions, making things a little easier. Oh, but then we're gonna also add a button just for duties. And now we're gonna unlock your roll actions to ten. 
And we're going to add another duty action. Now, of course, with the other interview stuff, people have said that for Pyros and the fourth zone of Eureka is the primary use for it. Because we they did go into some pretty deep detail of how Logos is going to work. And it's a really, really weird, really weird system. I am cautiously unoptimistic for any more eureka stuff at this point the way the way the logo system is described is that like there's items around the map that you can find and when you bring them back to the camp you can craft the actions in the camp itself but then all the the actions there's like 50 different actions total and you can only use three of them at a given time but that some of them like you can use them up or they have really long cooldowns like you have a limited number of charges for the set action so like if you use all of an action you might need to go grind another set of actions for example um but yeah for the mm -hmm. logo system in pyros and in the fourth zone it it sounds like a lot of work for something i just don't want to do it just doesn't I, sound it, it just doesn't sound fun well and then and then there was the the line too about relic weapon how the relic weapon's going to have randomized stats yeah i'm curious i i really hope that there's some sort of mistranslation there they said that the the yeah. the, the player will still be able to determine what stats they want but the values will be random. Listen, I said it earlier. If the minimum value is... Because they said the value is going to be higher. The offstats will be... The total maximum value will be higher than what is supposed to be available at that item level. Um, if the minimum value is what matches that item level. And then it RNGs between the higher value. I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. But... I still don't want it. I just, you know, I've I've been so busy with other stuff that I haven't been able to sink the time into Pagos as I did with when Anemos came out. And at this point, I feel like I'm so far behind. And every time I hear somebody mention anything about Eureka, it's just more stuff that makes me not want to do it. So you want like, you want you want the ultimate icing on the cake for that then? Oh yeah, absolutely. I love cake. In the fourth zone, they're gonna do the public dungeons. You want to know what else was a public dungeon? Diadem. Emergency mission. Remember how much trust I had in everyone for that? They also said that you'll really need those Logos actions to survive here. This, this, this ends well for no one. I, I don't trust anyone with their normal actions, not to mention Logos actions. I really hope there's a lot of mistranslations there. I really hope there is. And I don't think there will be because I trust Aluna's work. I've watched them do a lot of translations before. And this is all coming off the Reddit Discord. And some of it's coming off of some translations other people have done as well. I really hope there's some mistranslations in there. Because that does not sound like a prospect I want to be a part of. Yeah, I'm in a weird spot with 14 now where it's like I am super hyped for the story. But I really don't care about any of the other content. And like... I just I don't care have, about Eureka. I just I don't still, care about Well, yeah, but... Part of that too, like that's that's a big block of content, right? If you're somebody that has typically gone after the relic, and that's me, like I'm a casual player, and the relic is always that kind of thing where I work on. I don't jump into a lot of ex parties or do savage mode stuff. So I'm like, I do the relic, like that's kind of like a thing. And now it's just like, eh. <laughs> I, I as much as I don't like either form, I don't like any of the formulas they've gone with for relics. Um, there's been steps I've, I haven't I haven't minded as much, but I still miss. I, I'll say this, I do miss the days of being able to just log in, do anything I want, make a little bit of relic progress, and be done. Yeah. And, I, and you know, I, I, do want I, that I just got to the part where I unlocked the relic where I can gather the light. And I'm like, okay, cool. So now I have to farm light, but then I have to make sure I live and get it to this one part on the map. No. Like, this, uh, it's just, it doesn't appeal to me at all. You want to know the messed up thing 
the step I hate the most across all of all the relics has been books, and I think that would actually be most in tune with Eureka. Yeah, because it's all contained in in such a way. I I f almost feel like his yeah. books would work better in Eureka than they did for the normal relic. I agree. I think yeah, that would be a better system than whatever this is that they're doing right now. I I really hope there's mistranslations. I've heard some people saying there are. I've heard some some people just you know saying it for what it is. I I actually for once hope there are mistranslations. I mean, to to a certain degree, right? Like there's that you know, don't knock it till you try it, right? Um, and and chances are probably pretty decent that at some point I will get through Pagos or at least level wise, maybe not relic wise. But I, I'm not super excited about what they have in store right now for Eureka, and that's that's a that's a big that's a big bummer. All of Eureka's been there, dude. Eureka got me to keep playing eleven <laughs> after the free login was over because I was like, listen, if you're gonna try to get me to play eleven, I'm just gonna play I'll eleven. Just play eleven, yeah. If this is what you wanted, you got it, and I think I think that this result makes you more money as well. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, obviously, they can still make adjustments to a point with all this stuff. But yeah, so, oh, uh, man, I just whatever it's it is what it is. And I'll either like it let's, or I won't. And I'll find out when I get there. Let's talk about one of the most interesting parts of these patch notes uh, in preparation for new UI skins. The colors used in certain parts of the UI have been adjusted. So that reminds me of what they said they originally wanted the API to do back when they were referring to the possibility of people developing add-ons officially under Square Enix. And they said that that was the one thing they wanted people to be able to do was to reskin their user interface and make it, you know, for example, look maybe more like classic Final Fantasy as yeah. an option. Um, we have a classic Final Fantasy menu in the ways of Deep Dungeon, and it makes me wonder mm -hmm. if they're looking to add customization similar to that uh, for you know, just the rest. But just make, make your 14 look like FF1. $20 on the mock station. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 interesting. New UI skins, which is not a feature that's in this patch, but will be in I a feel future like, patch. I feel like that's going to be a 5.0 thing. I, it's either that or it's, it's it, it could be 4.5, could be whenever. It's, it's just sometime after this patch. 4.6, 4. there's no new actual content, but you can now change your UI. <laughs> Please wait another five months for the expansion. Listen, Enjoy man. your new UI while you wait. I Listen, I, I'm more excited about UI skins than I am for the idea of having to do emergency missions in Eureka. I agree 100%. I'm actually, this is one of the things I'm more excited about in these patch notes is just the idea of UI skins. <laughs> They're not even here. Just the idea of them. Not looking forward to it. Uh, and then one other thing that isn't in this patch that we thought was going to be, but they, they haven't ironed it all out yet, is the uh, backup the ability to back up your user interface and everything, your hotbars, onto their backup server. That's right. Um, they said that uh, it's not going to be available right in 4.4, um, but the idea for the feature is that you can upload and download from a backup server, so that way you don't have to carry around a little USB full of your uh, full of all your information whenever you go to somebody else's house or you're going to like an event or something like that. Uh, I wasn't really, I don't really need it all too often, but it is a feature that's been sorely lacking let me use this at events for battle challenges and then i'll care just to as it dude the, so the only problem with that it's is it's never gonna you, happen yeah because you need to log on to your character right exactly it'll never happen in a million years that's the battle challenge part of the battle challenge it's setting up your ui it's not whatever you're fighting it's getting that home feel to the keyboard and stuff 
yeah. at wherever you're at. That's the real challenge of the battle challenge. Absolutely. Especially because half the time I end up on PS4 and even with the keyboard and mouse, that shit does not run the same. No, because I, I, I have my, my G600. I have my MMO mouse. I got my G13. And then I get like a keyboard and a mouse with like maybe two side buttons. Oh, you get like, si- shit. You get side buttons? Sometimes. It's rare. But I mean, even then, like I don't map it. I'm just like, okay. Uh, what's one good combo? One, two, three. Okay, great. We'll try that and we'll see what happens. I'd I'd, li- I'd like to add that I still I absolutely appreciate all the work the community team does on those battle challenge booths and the amount of hours yes. and work they put yes. into. I will still never be happy with the keyboard and mouse though. Yeah. So uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe your company will uh... listen. Hey, Spur Enix. I know this great company called Steel Series, right? <laughs> and uh, there's this great place where you can buy all of the stuff you could need. You just type in exclamation mark steel series in the Twitch chat. You'll even get a 10% discount for Enix. Just the Logitech sponsors watching this like, oh, come on, man. Yeah, there you go. That's there, there you go. There you go. That's all you got to do, Square Enix. Just hit that up right there. Get everything you need. You'll be good to go. All right. Uh, and with that, that's pretty much the uh, the wrap up for the patch notes themselves. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a few little extra tidbits that we uh, we you know skipped between that we didn't really talk about much. We didn't go over the group post changes just that they existed, uh, and some of this stuff has been mentioned in dev blogs. But overall, pretty yeah. standard stuff uh, coming out of this patch. Um, Hildebrand won't be till the point five patch. They even said in the the interviews that the next Eureka will be about a month after four point four. It's not going to be that insanely long wait like we had between uh 4.3 and eventually hmm. pagos so pagos is not going to really have been around for very long by the time the i don't know i don't know if that's good or bad right like you want to give people less time pagos to do it but about. right like you want to give people time to do it but at the same time like everybody hates it so much we just kind of like want to get past but it you gotta go through it to but get you gotta to go the next through it. one yeah right right so yeah it's a rough life <laughs> it's a rough life but uh you know it's, it's it is it is what it is man yeah uh yeah well we'll 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 see what comes of it just that's that's there you go all right anyway uh unless there's anything from the interviews that you want to cover i think we can start probably winding down and move on over into a short post show i know i've got raid in like 20 minutes so this actually ended up being timed incredibly well i don't think i don't think there was really anything else I mean, there is the there there is those interviews, but I think we've the Eureka details we covered were probably the most important things to come out of that. Yeah, I, I think the the stuff that was in there that was more important. I think we kind of sprinkled in there. Yeah, uh, they talk about uh, Fe- uh, not Phoenix, but Suzaku having the flames of rebirth. Yeah. Um. So I'm curious. Like again, I was already curious about how Suzaku and Tenzin would play out with the story stuff. Uh, even more so now since. You know, historically, and I, when I say historically, I mean in eleven. Not that that really has any kind of dictation on what happens. Well, 14, Phoenix but... intends to have a relation, uh, yeah. a, you know, a, 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 not a relationship, but like a friendship or, or uh, I guess, a fellowship. Yeah. In in eleven, so there you go. I mean, um, they, you know, he has the Phoenix in his in his katana. Like that's a big part of Tenzin's whole thing. So I'm curious what how they play that into. I mean, and and Four Lords already is very nostalgic and playing into eleven stuff too so yeah um and i'd like to add a little comment here um arthur's another member of the community uh him and his japanese friends have been talking about how the random effect is actually a eureka effect and not the actual substats for the weapon itself so things like the haste that we had on the earring uh and any other effects they may have if any at all Hmm. um, which would make sense because they did say eureka effects are going to be getting a little bit more potent in the previous live letter and they're going to be uh 
you know, playing a part in certain things. So That's right. it would make sense. So assuming one, I, I, I would much prefer Arthur's translations to be correct in this case, because I really, <laughs> yeah. really don't want it to be random substats like crit and spell speed and, and stuff like that. Oh man. I just don't want it. Uh, if, sure if it's just your arm, you have 150 spell speed on it. Thanks. If it's just Eureka effects, I have no. I mean, to be fair, even the tra even the if it is mistranslated, the translation we read off of today said that uh, you'd pick which stats you wanted, but the values would be low, would be random. Yeah. I mean, so even if it, you wouldn't end up with a spell speed dragoon, dragoon, and, and you know, a lot of a lot of what I think that like or dislike on that depends on is what you have to do to roll the dice again on it right it's gonna probably be like it's gonna be a light grind i'm telling you <laughs> well i mean it what if i mean right to get it the first time right it's gonna require a bunch of work but maybe to re-roll is less work i you know i don't know it's one of those things where i don't want to hate on it too much before it's out but i'm already not liking the idea of it oh uh, man well you can look forward to it <laughs> i'm not <laughs> Just, I'll just be honest. That's, assu not... that's assuming I even get my relic at this point. I, I This might be the first relic I skip. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I really want to finish it. But at some point, I'll have so much time left before the expansion and like I, and like other stuff won't be going on that I'll I'll probably bring my bring myself to uh, to actually do it. So. But it, but at that point too, like how many people are going to be doing? I'm sure they'll nerfed it to the ground by I, then. Yeah, maybe. Maybe yeah. I'm I'm optimistic that they'll at least still continue through with nerfing it into the ground. Yeah. So that we can do it ourselves that's, later. That's fair. Yeah. Yep. All right. So with that, I think we can wrap up the show. Thank you again for joining. I know you yeah, just came on to me. be a guest, but you ended up being the co-host for the for the show. It's all good. It was fun. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. So uh, before I go and uh, talk about all the sponsors, we'll probably we'll shoot, I, I guess actually I'll do the sponsors first, and then we'll do our sign offs. How does that sound? That'll work. I'm. I'm asked. Listen, yeah, you're. You're the guest here. I'm. I'm being courteous to my guests and asking. What I mean, this is flies here every week. I don't ask him shit. I don't gotta <laughs> ask him shit. This is, this is your show. You. You run it however you want. All right, I'm gonna. I'm gonna fucking run it however I want. Right. so uh, as we stated at the top of the show again check the youtube description for those steel series giveaways and make sure to enter for the monthly giveaway that we do for that but also we got to thank our sponsors over on patreon very loosely mentioned them at the start of the show but uh, they've been uh supporting the channel overall uh via patreon through hashtag demonetize uh, we, of course, have our patron of light, one of our top supporters right here, Kuja Cross on Genova, and their fantastic uh, screenshot work that uh, I like to praise every week because I'm unoriginal and don't have new things to say, but I still really want to thank them. So I just talk how good the screenshots look because I, I, dude, I'm a Lollafell in a, in a golden subligar. I mean, that's all the fashion sense you'll ever need. I mean, I, I don't know if you've ever seen the artwork of some somebody drew of my character quite some time ago. It's it really is just a wonderful thing. Let me see if I can pull it up while we still have this on the screen. Uh, it's I I don't know if I have it on on my hard drive or if I have it in my pictures section. But uh, let's see, do I have it? No, no, no. I don't see it, and I don't really want to go looking for it for all too long. But it's a picture of my character in their subligar, and on the back of the subligar, it just says juicy. And so, again, like you said, that's that's about that's about how much fashion sense I have. But uh, I don't have it in my picture section. I'm not going to go digging for it any deeper. So, uh, thank you again, uh, Kuja Cross on Genova for being the patron of light. We still have plenty of other patrons to name though, and I, I hope you're ready for this list because this list can this list can take a while. 
Yeah, you ready? Yeah, let's go. Let's do Everyone it. else makes funny faces when I start doing it, so I'm not going to look at you to see if you do a funny face. Right. I mean, I can I can make faces through the whole time if you want. And you can do whatever you whatever you like, because I'm not going to be looking. We have our uh, State of the Realm standard sponsors. We have Senshi. We have Crimson and Talia Swift of Coworld. Just One Fox, Shadow Link on the Tonberry server. Dom, Asuka Wake from Genova. Lamillionella of Midgard Summer. Sarah and the Avalanche family on Malboro. Jono Iyatsu, Kifka, and the Great Eagles on Exodus. Dark Graver, Katayoshi, Skiasophonia from Ragnarok. Ross Effin from Exodus. Finalator, Westos, the Purple War. Adric Red Steel on Exodus, Lexi Valentine, Mentara, and the Revivus FC from Zodiac, Sour Cumin Tribes from Genova, Renoa Chikara, Goisha Valfer of Siren, Hirschfurst of Fairy, Phoenix Town, FC on Goblin, and Saren from Zodiac. Then we have our elite State of the Realm sponsors. We have Shinko, we have Casual Heroes FC on Midgard's Armor, Tatachitaka of Hyperion, uh, Kano Izuki on Genova, Yu Starla on Coral, Sothal, Sarah Frost from Behemoth, Diablo, Holy Tabasco, Red Thorn Asura, Kernai Oni, Askin Hawk from Shiva, Crash 015, Mustang, The Serenity FC on Ultras, Kat Kazuma, Serial Kira on Cactar, Ignis Fairgun from Diablos, Blesture of Fanfret, Not Quarters from Excalibur, Corvus Moonscar, Private Mikey, Spike, Nighting Kirasami, Rudy Rudiger, Ten Colossus, Killer Hackman, Roll Jr., and Kiltastic Jones. Man, you thought kill you thought kill shot from Eminem was dope. You got to hear my rap of Patreon <laughs> names. Should I should have dropped a beat for you there, <laughs> dude? Listen, after kill shot today, that's it. I, even I'm dead after listening to kill shot. That's that's I'm done at this point. I I, I was looking forward to that, and that that picked my day up real quick. Uh, but anyway, with that, why don't we do our uh, side? Thank you again to our Patreon sponsors. Didn't mean to go into a, a rap god style pitch <laughs> right there, but it just kind of worked out that way. So uh, anyway, uh, why don't we tell them again? I'm gonna let you do your shout out for the second time, so they can tell, so you can tell everyone where they can uh, find you at. So uh, go for it, Fusion. Uh, you can find me over on Twitter at Rafflederg. Uh, you can also find me over at Gamerscape all the time. Eighth uh, Right Radio. We're gonna do our nine year anniversary episode next Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's noon Pacific. We're gonna be doing uh, some giveaways, some really cool stuff. Um, we are going to be making them for followers only. Um, so if you want the really good stuff, you have the rest of today to follow us over on Gamerscape to be able to get a chance to win a signed Primals CD. So not a lot of those around. So if you want one of those, make sure to check that out. The post is right up on the front page over at Gamerscape.com. All right. Thank you, Fusion. And I just want to make sure I did get your name tags right. Yes, because I almost wrote Fusion and then Fusion X as the Twitter, and I wanted to make sure it says Raffle Dragoon. It happens all the time. It's all good. Like I said, better to be rolling on the floor than rolling on the floor laughing than dying. Yeah. Anyway. Right. <laughs> so anyway, uh, and then I'm the other host, uh, Michael, Mr. Happy Performer. Of course, you can find me, Mr. Happy1227, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, all those places. And of course, 4.4 around the corner. We're going to have a lot of stuff on the YouTube channel. Uh, we've also done some stuff reinvigorating the Final Fantasy 14 Healer Happy series, uh, Final Fantasy 11 playthrough series. Uh, those, are, those are being set up as more of things I can record like weeks, months in advance. So that way I at least have some sort of content uploading on those days if I don't have anything else or I have some sort of event in my life that makes it so I'm unable to uh, release any other videos on those days. On top of that, uh, MapleStory 2 is going to be a thing in October. I will be playing that. I am... Uh, I am planning on diving deep into MapleStory 2 when it goes in the head start on October 1st and then launches on October 10th. Sly's in the chat also. Again, shout hey. out to him. He wasn't able to make the show today because he's currently hunkering down through Hurricane Florence. So if he came in late and he didn't hear that earlier, he was without power and thus couldn't join us for the show. It's okay because Sly's still been on more shows than I have. So it's not like he's really missed out on uh, on more than I have. You know, I, had, I just said, no, I'm not doing the show. I got raped. <laughs> So now we schedule it around raid and raids don't take five weeks like they did back in Gordy's. So it oop, works a lot better if I'd stop nice. swabbling my head from left to right. <laughs> so uh, send him your energy 
that he gets through Hurricane Florence safely, and that to anyone who's watching who may have dealt with or is currently dealing with Hurricane Florence as well. But with that, we're going to move on into a very short post-show before my raid leader starts being like, yo, where the fuck are you? So, uh, thank you again for watching. The show again will be next Friday. I said it at the beginning of the show. I don't want to have anyone asking me when it's going to be. It's going to be Friday. I said it twice now, okay? No more no more people asking me all week and not asking. So, <laughs> so I had to tweet it on Tuesday because a million people asked him. And I was like, I said it at the end of last week. Please. So next Friday, the same bat time, same bat place. So uh, let's go on into the post show. Thank you everyone for watching. And Sly will be here next week. And then I will be too. So bye-bye.